We continue our series tonight, Who Do You Say That I Am? Based on our Lenten devotional of the same name, written by our co-pastors, Dr. John McKellar and Dr. Todd Renner. Hopefully you have gotten your hands on this, either in print or digital, or listen to our own pastor's hymn, read it to you every morning like I do, because I just love to hear his voice. And hopefully it is bringing you closer in your walk with Christ as you move through this Lenten time. Last week, Pastor Sam walked us through how Jesus is our rock, that foundation upon which all our life upon which all our faith is built. And this week we're going to look at another aspect of Jesus, another name, if you will, for our Lord and Savior that gets us to the heart of who Jesus Christ is for us, that gets us to the heart of who we say He is. So I invite you to open your Bibles or a Bible app on your phone or the WC Life app and read along as we look at our scripture tonight, Matthew chapter 8. Verses 16 and 17. It says this, That evening when they brought, him, they brought to him many who were possessed with demons, and Jesus cast out the spirits with a word and cured all who were sick. This was to fulfill what had been spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took our infirmities and bore our diseases. Now this particular piece of scripture, the story from the 8th chapter of the Gospel of Matthew, of Jesus healing those brought to him, those are who, who are possessed and who are sick, follows three other accounts of healing as Jesus and the disciples travel through the city of Capernaum. First, Jesus heals a leper, an unclean person with an unimaginably devastating disease of the skin. Second, Jesus heals the paralyzed servant of a Roman centurion. And lastly, right before our scripture for tonight, Jesus heals Peter's mother-in-law who was in bed suffering with a dangerously high fever. And now these accounts combined with this account that we read tonight from 16 and 17 of many coming and being brought to Jesus for healing points us to our name for Jesus this week. Jesus is our healer. Whether that healing is physical, emotional, relational, or spiritual, whatever we may face, whatever hardship or suffering, whether thrust upon us or by our own making, we know Jesus as our healer. And this name, this attribute of Jesus should not come as a surprise to us. Throughout scripture we are reminded that God is the one who heals we read in Exodus as God is leading the people out of the land of Egypt, out of oppression, that the Lord God is the one who heals. The words of the psalmist remind us time and time again that God is the one who forgives all our sin and heals all our diseases. That God heals we who are brokenhearted and binds up our wounds. And at the beginning of Jesus' own ministry, when he returns to his home synagogue in Nazareth, he stands and reads from the scroll of Isaiah, laying out for those present and for all of us his role as our healer. And when he reads these words, he also proclaims himself to be the one who will accomplish what they tell us. He reads this, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, 
because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, the year of Jubilee. Through God, Jesus Christ holds the authority and the power to heal. And throughout the Gospels, the four accounts we have of the life and ministry of Jesus, we see him do so time and time again. There are different ways he heals. Sometimes Jesus heals those who are suffering physically, whether it be from a disease or a condition beyond their control. Other times we see Jesus healing those who are in need of spiritual freedom. As scripture tells us, those who are possessed by demons. Jesus also goes on to literally raise the dead. From the story of Jairus' daughter to the raising of Lazarus, in each of these accounts, Jesus is quick and direct in pointing out that these conditions, these maladies, whatever they are, are not a punishment from God, but an opportunity for God to work in and through him in healing ways to grant people freedom and wholeness. And I imagine there are many of us here tonight, whether in person here or online, who are seeking healing in one form or another. We may have received that diagnosis we never, ever wanted to receive. We may find ourselves trying hard to heal physically after a recent accident or surgery. We may be dealing with ongoing chronic pain. We may have found out that our relationship with a spouse or a family member or a friend is in desperate need of healing. We may have found that in this season, we feel empty and disconnected from that most vital of all our relationships, our relationship with God. Whatever the case, we find ourselves or a part of our life in need of the healing touch that only our healer, Jesus Christ, can offer. And in that need, we may feel completely lost about how to even approach the road of recovery. We may not even know what those first steps to wholeness look like. We may be without any hope. Hope that we can, with God's help, in fact, find healing. But friends, I want to assure you, you have come to the right place. As we just heard Grace and this worship team sing, this is a house of healing. You have come to a community of faith that seeks at our very best to engage your heart, to stir your soul, to challenge your mind, and to connect you with the greater body of Christ. Many people believe that the church is a holy huddle reserved only for those most devout and saintly people, those who are healthy, those who have it all together. But the truth is, the church is not a museum reserved for looking upon the saints. It is a hospital. It's a hospital for the broken. It's a hospital for sinners. Sinners like you and like me who are seeking, who are searching for healing. You have come to the right space to worship the Most High God, the one who walks beside you even through the valley of the shadow of death, the one who is your refuge and strength, the one who created you, numbers the very hairs on your head, and knows you're going in and you're coming out. And most importantly, you have come to the feet of Jesus, 
who is our Lord, our Savior, our Rock, our Redeemer, and our Healer. In Him, with Him, through Him, there is healing to be found. Wholeness for whatever or wherever we may find ourselves broken. So how do we experience that healing we may find ourselves so desperately searching for? First, we must admit that we are broken. There is wisdom in the 12 steps created for and utilized by the organization Alcoholics Anonymous. Their first step of the 12, the first step, the one that begins the process of recovery for those who find themselves in the grip of addiction to alcohol is this. We admitted we were powerless, that our lives had become unmanageable. And the first step to our healing, no matter what kind of healing that is, is admitting that there are places in us, there are parts of us, there are pieces and parts that are broken and in need of a savior, in need of a healer. Our scripture for tonight reminds us of this fact when, he said, when it says, they brought to him many who were possessed with demons. And he cast out the spirits with a word and cured all who were sick. Whether they were brought to him or they were able to bring themselves, those in need of healing come to Jesus to kneel at his feet, to admit they are broken, powerless to find the wholeness and healing they are seeking on their own. In the story of Jesus' healing of the leper, the one I spoke of earlier in the preceding verses of Matthew 8, I love the interaction between the leper who is seeking healing and Jesus. It says this, And there was a leper who came to Jesus and knelt before him, saying, Lord, if you choose you can make me clean. I am in awe of this one who finds himself, who humbles himself, who kneels at the feet of Christ and asks and invites Jesus in to accomplish his healing. And what is Jesus' response? It says Jesus stretches out his hand and touches this one who is broken by the terrible disease of leprosy and tells him, I do so choose, be made clean. We may bring ourselves to Jesus' presence and acknowledge our brokenness, or we may be brought to Jesus' presence by the nudging of a loved one or a family member or a friend. Just as the centurion brings the need of his servant to Jesus, just as the friends of the paralytic rip open the roof and lower their friend down, someone may be inviting us or maybe pushing us into the presence of Christ, the source of all our healing. However we come, however we admit we are broken, broken by an illness raging through our bodies, broken by an emptiness that hollows out our souls, broken by an anger that cuts us off from those we love, or broken by an addiction that has gripped our lives, we, like that leper, invite Christ in. We, in effect, say with our hearts, with our minds, with our mouths, with our souls, Lord, if you choose, you can make me clean. We invite Jesus to break in. Break into our lives that may seem directionless, 
break into our hearts that may seem empty, break into our situations that may seem hopeless, break into our minds that seem to put up all kinds of resistance. And when we do, be assured that Jesus' response will always be, I do so choose, be made clean. The healing we can anticipate may come in a number of different ways. In scripture, we see Jesus' healing break forth in the form of instant cures like the one the leper experiences, cures that happen immediately and decisively. This is the healing that we most often ask for, the miracles we most often in our hearts and our souls anticipate. But there are other ways that miracles may be manifest. Other ways Christ through God can break into our lives and heal us. There is the miracle of healing that comes when we tend to a physical wound, to a broken bone or a medical condition, and we find that our bodies, made in the image and likeness of God, find healing over time. Maybe we too often look upon healing as an event when it can be a process. Healing may also come through the miracle of God leading us to doctors, to nurses, to medical professionals, to counselors and therapists, to mentors and sponsors, to Stephen ministers or pastors, people that will walk with us and alongside us, companions who will assist with their God-given expertise and abilities to help us find that healing we are searching for. Healing may also come in the form of God's grace, especially when we find ourselves seeking healing while experiencing a situation or a condition that will stay with us, a painful circumstance, an ongoing suffering in mind, body, or soul. We find through the grace of God, we are able to fully rely upon him to walk with us, to care for us and support us through our ongoing journey of life. And finally, we may find ultimate healing available to us through the miracle of Christ's death and resurrection. This ultimate healing comes when we are born anew into the presence of God, into the heavenly kingdom of God, free from any pain, where we are promised to be healed forever and made new. As your pastor for care and support, it continues to be my distinct honor to walk with people along the journey of life. And oftentimes I'm characterized as the pastor who works with sad people. More often than not, however, I am the one honored to be in the presence of people who, though they are facing life-threatening conditions or life-ending prognoses, face their future with hope even with the hope of God's ultimate healing. Christ breaks in. We invite him in. And he breaks in in ways we may not fully understand. But as we are reminded, we do not need to understand healing in order to be healed. Our role is to ask God to break in, to trust to place ourselves, our brokenness, into the hands of our healer and say, with confidence and with faith, thy will be done. It is mainly through our conversations with God, through prayer, that we invite Christ in to heal our brokenness. 
But we need to remember that our prayers are not magical, heaven-bound wish lists to be accomplished in the time frame we desire, in the exact way that we mandate, with the outcomes that we line out for God. Prayer, as Rabbi Harold Kushner, the author of that seminal work on the search for healing, when bad things happen to good people, says prayer works in this way. He writes, prayer puts us in touch with others and most importantly, in touch with God. And it reminds us that whatever we face, we do not face it alone. He goes on to write, we can't pray that God make our lives free of all problems. This won't happen. And it is probably just as well. We can't ask him to make us and those we love immune to disease because he can't do that. We can't ask him to weave a magical spell around us so that bad things will only happen to other people and never to us. People who pray for miracles sometimes don't get miracles any more than children who pray for bicycles and good grades get them as a result of praying. But people, he says, who pray for courage, for strength to bear the seemingly unbearable, for the grace to remember what they have left instead of what they have lost, very often find their prayers answered. And in doing so, discover that they have more strength, more courage than they ever knew themselves to have. Where do they get it? Kushner writes, I would like to think that their prayers helped him find that strength. Their prayers helped them tap those hidden reserves of faith and courage which were not available to them before. Through prayer, through worship, through the study of God's word, through our faith in God to work in the healing ways of God, we hold on in hope. We tap in to those God-given reserves of strength and resiliency. We invite Jesus Christ to break in and heal us in his way, according to his purpose. And through prayer, through worship, through the study of God's word, through our faith in God, we come to find that our eyes and our ears and our hearts and our minds and our souls are open to acknowledging where Christ is already at work to accepting the healing we can only receive through him. And when we have admitted our brokenness, when we have allowed Christ to break in, we are broken out. We are broken out of those patterns that hold us hostage. We are broken out of that broken cycle of sin and death to find through Christ God's grace, God's love, and our complete wholeness. Does it take time? Sometimes, yes. Author and theologian Pierre Teilhard de Chardin reminds us, above all, he says, trust in the slow work of God. We are quite naturally impatient in everything to reach the end without delay. We should like to skip the intermediate stages. We are impatient he says, of being on the way to something, something unknown and something new. In the waiting, we come to find our strength, 
We hold fast to our faith. We cling to our hope that we will indeed be healed. And when we experience that healing, we will know. We will know that jubilee we sang of earlier. When we experience our first steps to moving out of our brokenness into wholeness, our feet will be ready for the journey, prepared for whatever comes our way. And in the waiting, we must also remember that God himself in Christ took on human flesh and experienced firsthand the brokenness of our world and was broken himself so that we may be broken out of the cycle of sin and death into grace and eternal life. We must remember the words of the Apostle Paul in Philippians 2, 5 through 11, when he says, let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking on the form of a slave being born in human likeness. And found in human form, he humbled himself, became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. We admit we are broken, in need of healing physically, emotionally, relationally, or spiritually. And the source of that healing is Christ and Christ alone. And we invite Christ, our healer, to break into those places in our lives that need his healing, that wholeness that only he can provide, so that we, through Christ, may be broken out, so that we may experience that wholeness for ourselves and be freed from the anxiety and the worry and the fear of all we may face in this world with the faith that in the end, all will be healed. We have no better image, no better metaphor for this reality than the sacrament of Holy Communion in which we will partake tonight. We come to the table, which is open to all, admitting we are broken, admitting we are in need of Christ. And we invite Christ, the one who literally breaks himself open for us to enter into our broken places through the receiving of his body and his blood. And we acknowledge that through Christ, our healer, we are broken out of our discomfort. We are broken out of our disease. We are broken out of our disconnection forever and ever. Let us pray. Gracious and everlasting God, the source of all our strength, our refuge from every storm. Through your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, you heal all of our brokenness. Those places in us, deep down, that need your light, your love, your life. We admit to you, O oh God, that we are broken. And we invite you into those broken places of our lives, those places only you and we may know, and ask that you break us out to heal us in your way, in your time, to your purpose. Help us remain steadfast in our faith, to trust in your timing, 
and to acknowledge your will. In your image, we are created. We are not everlasting like you. Our bodies break down and are prone to disease. Through these hardships, remind us of your presence, knowing that you took on flesh and experienced our suffering and pain through Jesus Christ. When we are afflicted, invite us in. Beckon us to seek after you, for it is in you that we may find true healing. As we gather at this table set before us, help us to do so with the faith that assures us that though we are broken, you have broken yourself for us, so that we may be broken out of our lives of finitude and strife to eternal lives of freedom in your presence. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Savior and Healer. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss new releases. We'll have new podcasts coming out all the time. Be sure to check us out online at whiteschapelumc.com. Please download the WC Life app and follow us on social media to stay up to date with all things WC.